Hello guys, <laughs> this is the uh, Nerio Experience. We re- we're rebranding this show because initially it was Nerio Academy, but then I thought, I'm not really teaching anything, I'm just sharing my experience, and then within the shared experience, you know, lessons pops out that you can take, or you don't have to. But anyway, this is episode 5, and I'm here with Nolan and Joey. Hello, the, hello! The, <laughs> the, the two original Canadians left in Calgary. Yeah, what? and that sound that just went by, that was definitely a planned sound effect. Can't edit it out, it's fucking perfect. Are we allowed to swear? Yes, of course. Fuckity fuck, alright, excellent. Fuckity fuck, let's go. Alright. All right. So, alright, why don't we give a little bit of background about who the guests are with Nolan, Joey. Joey, we'll start first. Like, who's Joey? Alright, uh, Joey was a mistake. Uh, that was born <laughs> in 1994. Uh, yeah, alright, um, I'm a musician, songwriter, YouTuber, marketing specialist. Um, you can't study that in school. I graduated with a bachelor's in history, so I'm basically a qualified barista. Um, <laughs> yeah, I graduated two years ago, and I said, fuck it, I'm leaving Canada, I need to experience the world. So I left, and I went to Korea, I was a kindergarten teacher, because those who could not do teach, and those who could not teach, teach PE. So after I taught PE in Korea, I said, alright, I'm going to give Vietnam a try. So I lived in Vietnam there for three months, doing the exact same thing, in the exact same school, and realized that, you know, I don't like this. You know, uh, know, I don't like kids, I'm working 55 hours a week for basically nothing, and at the end of the day, that's not not good enough for me. So I left and worked for a very, very sketchy financial company from China and Malaysia for about a month and a half, and after a couple death threats from the uh, Malaysian Mafia, I decided, all right, this is worse! (laughs) So much worse, I'm gonna leave, and then yeah, I came back to Korea, bummed on my friend's couch for a month, and I got my job where I am now, working at a company that helps foreigners suck their just as losses me helping them get jobs how do you live in korea how do you survive and yeah that's the content i do if you're interested in checking that out uh go on careeners on youtube it's korean at ers or you can find me at gojo that's my personal channel with 111 followers i'm definitely not popular at all but that's okay because they're all women from dating apps yes <laughs> thank you me and dating apps for building my social media following without you i don't know what i do <laughs> I so many voids in my life. But that's not about me. I'm Nolan. Alright, Nolan, let's go. <laughs> so, what we're going to do is we're going to put all of that link on the, in the link. So, fuck, I'm, I'm just like captivated, bro. You're so articulate. I love you. Like, you're like, yeah, like, it's in the link, It's in the link. It's down there somewhere. It's in the Go underneath all my subpar merch I'm selling, and then you can do it. But first... You can make $2,000 easy with a $4,000 deposit! Yes! <laughs> Just kidding, never follow Pyramid Schemes and Cutco. If you're listening to this, you know who you are. Ooh. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. No way. <laughs> yes, sir. So, um, I'd say I'm like kind of a sad boy. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't like to show it, you know. I like to make people happy. Mm. That's good. That's <laughs> my sad boy ways. Sexually or mentally, where are we um, going with this? Definitely both. <laughs> okay, that's good. You know, no I mean, one likes to cry in the bedroom. No, so that's yeah, good. That's no. good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I've always been into like personal development and like spiritual growth, and uh, big into music, producer, um, business here and there. I uh, run a clothing co- clothing company with my sister, and yeah, so that's pretty much what I do. Boom, boom. That's the guest guest. We have heavy hitters today. So today we're going to talk about traveling, why, sh- why you should travel, 
and keep your identity, right? Because uh, in this table here, there's three guys that, you know, we've, we've been... We've been, been places. Been. You know, we've, we've been places. We've been. We've been. But I want to I wanna hear about Joey's story when he traveled to Korea and, you know... Vietnam and in Asia, pretty much. Like, what was uh, what was it like going? I mean, really, we got back is up to when you said boom, boom. Like, <laughs> no, 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 that might be that old movie, <laughs> Couples Retreat, when the really, really sexual yoga instructor comes up and says, "Ah, oh, you're doing so good, boom, boom, encouragement." <laughs> you always want a man like that in a couples retreat because you know he's going to replace you, and then you want to pay any alimony payments. All right, so yeah, Asia. Um. Graduated and I realized, yeah, there were no jobs in Calgary. You know, I'm born and raised from here. I love Calgary, but you know, I'd been in one place my whole life, traveled lots, but never lived abroad. And I was like, you know what? I'm really narrow-minded. I've got a very, very uh, Springbank. If you've been to Calgary, and you know where Springbank is, bougie-esque viewpoint in the world. I'm like, I need to go where it's not like that. I want to redefine who I am. I mean, I didn't really realize any of this until after I left. I mostly just left for the job. I was like, afterwards, I was like. I need to come up with a more nuanced reason for why I left. So, like, I need to read that. Nah, it's just I just wanted a job. But yeah. anyways, <laughs> went through the visa process. Yeah, I ended up in a little um, uh, suburb called Songdo. It's in uh, Incheon, pretty close to the airport in Seoul. Um, it's like two separate cities, Incheon and uh, Seoul. And, yeah, I lived there for six months. Um, when I first got there, you know, it was really hard. I, was, I didn't know anyone. I, I knew my Korean director, and I knew immediately I didn't like her. But that's okay. She, you know, it got me over there. And yeah, um, the school I was at, I'm not going to name it just because mm -hmm. that, that's never good. But uh, I, it was good in a lot of ways. It taught me a lot about work ethic and why I didn't want to teach ever again. And, <laughs> and also I found like my, my co-teachers, you know, like my co-teacher herself was great. But like all the other foreign teachers, it was like a clicky high school. It was like, and I, I mean, I wasn't popular in high school. So like... It was like, I revisited that. I'm like, what <laughs> is this madness? But luckily, what am I'm I like, doing here? Yeah, right? And like, <laughs> on my first day there, I met this guy. Uh, I was getting in the elevator in my, my building. I was moving in, and this, this guy got in the elevator, and he was Caucasian. I'm like, hey, you're not Korean. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck are you? He said, oh, I'm, I'm Pete. I, I teach you to school a few blocks away. I said, all right. Well, then Pete and I became friends, and he's in some of my videos now. And then... Same thing, I went on this date with this Korean uh, girl. She was interesting. <laughs> you know, she built a lot of characters. She, I don't know. Her and I just clashed a lot personality-wise. Well, anyways, we went on one date, and then she was like, hey, I'm in this language exchange group. You should come. I was like, okay. I mean, I can't speak Spanish after four years of trying, so how much harder can Korean be, right? <laughs> so I show up to this thing, and while I may have not learned any Korean, I gained one of my closest friends, Austin, who was an American, who also lived in this little area, which, like, there are no expats, which in Korean is called Weiguk, you're a foreigner, Weiguk, you know, it sounds bad, right? Mm. I mean, hell, you even got an alien card, right? Like, <laughs> there couldn't be more from another planet than then. So I uh, <laughs> met him, then, yeah, th these two assholes became my best friends, and, yeah, Austin and I work together now at that uh, company doing videos, Pete moved to the middle of the, of nowhere teaching English because Pete is a go, uh, is a gomer, you know, mm -hmm. he's a gremlin. He has to live in the mountains like uh, oh, what's that Lord of the Rings character? There we go, Gollum. Yeah, so he he did that. And then yeah, but then yeah, I did that for 6 months and I loved the culture and I loved the food and the people were great, but I don't know, I just found that the job itself really like was it wasn't a positive environment for me to be in, so mm. My uh, my head teacher, she said, hey, you know, I'll give you a 30% pay bump and less hours if you leave. I was like, sign me up. What, like, how can I lose, right? 
So yeah, then I uh, I sold all my shit and I went to do uh, corporate training in the middle of Seoul and I took off a few days later to go to uh, Vietnam, Hanoi, and I <clears throat> got there and immediately it was completely different than Korea. You know, Korea is very mm. developed, it's very Western that way. Mm. Vietnam isn't. Yeah, like at all. <laughs> like if I could best describe where I lived in Hanoi, <laughs> I, I stayed in a service hotel and it was beautiful. You know, you do your laundry, you your breakfast. It was fucking great. The minute you're outside the hotel, now you're in Vietnam. So, <laughs> along the street where I lived, there was three um, uh, karaoke bars that were definitely brothels. And, you know, they would come out in the evening and try to grab you. And go, hey, my, see, oh, and they go, hey, so horny. You know, like that whole, yeah. I give you sucky, sucky. No. So, that whole thing. And then on the end of the street, there was a money laundering restaurant. It was a restaurant that was a front for the Vietnamese mafia. Mm. Then in the middle of all this, a abandoned uh, cemetery sinking in the ground where they burned garbage. Jeez. And then a dog fighting pit where they would fight the dogs and eat them after. Not a street! Yeah, so this is my walk home. Every time. <laughs> you know what? If he came home. I didn't know they had dog fights and then they Yeah, man. Yeah, they eat them. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Maybe really sad. It's like, no matter which dog you bring, like, there's no winning. Like, either way. Yeah, you can't eat him. Right? You're going to have it in your bunch or bon me. Like, you, know, yeah, you never know. But, uh, yeah, that was my walk home. But it became home eventually, you know? Like, the even the, 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 the prostitutes and the pimps, they would wave to me and say hello. And little kids would go by and flip me the bird. And, you know, it was, it was great. But, uh, yeah. And then uh, I remember the, the way I met my friend group there, it was the same thing. I was at I was in line at this uh, convenience store at the end of the street where the uh, money laundering operation was. And <laughs> just another white guy gets lined by me. And you know, it's like the rule of white guys. I've never seen a white guy like, hi, hi, <laughs> I found you. It's like, it's like fucking where's Waldo. Like, it's really sad, but like white people do this. And I mean, all people of all different cultural groups here, right? Yeah, you yeah. Someone from your group and you're a foreign country, you're like, I'm coming to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it turned out this guy wasn't Irish, so I wasn't his friend. I'm just kidding. He was South African. He was really nice. And it turned out there was this whole group of four teachers that went to that sketchy money laundering place. Mm -hmm. And we brought them business. Yeah. Vietnamese people were very interested by us. We were like a case study. So <laughs> we went from like you know, six of us there and three Vietnamese locals to 60 people a night. The place was packed and bumping. And that was when we realized it was run by the Vietnamese mafia. And there was this guy one night. I won't go into details mm -hmm. of the story, but... There was this guy that threatened me a while before, like, to fight me. And actually, it was a guy from Calgary. That was the worst part. Like, this guy was from Calgary. <laughs> what like, the fuck? I thought he was the nicest guy in the world. And then he, like, got drunk one night. He was just like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And he was a boxer. So I was like, please don't do it. I'm going to be in a fight in my life. Like, I know I'm going to get my butt kicked. So anyway, a few months later, I'm at that bar. We're sitting there. The guy comes in. He looks at me. He starts coming over. And, like, ten Vietnamese gangsters stand up and pull out revolvers and point them at him. I was like, I guess you didn't bring them business. <laughs> so no one saw him there again. And then the, this guy sits down. And it turns out it's like the, the mafia kingpin for the whole neighborhood. And my friend just spoke to me. And he's like, he's important. Don't say anything bad. He sat down. And he's like, blah. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got an awesome bottle of whiskey. We got drunk with them. It was a great night. So yeah, then that was Vietnam. But then, yeah, my school just really, you know, I missed the kids. Actually, there they were. They were okay. No kid shoved the pencil in my ass there, so that's progress. <laughs> Progressive. Yeah, he penetrated. <clears throat> the mother didn't help. Anyway, um, so yeah, I left there, and then yeah, I moved to Malaysia, and I, I it was good and bad. Like I really liked my apartment, but 
there was a lot of bad people in that area. And I also found the foreigners there were a lot more entitled. Like, they kind of had that superiority complex. Which, I mean, you bump into that anywhere you go abroad. Like, there's always people that are like, Oh, I'm not of this cultural group. I'm better than you. Like, we're not in Second World War Nazi Germany. Like, we're all the fucking same. We're all filled with flesh, meat, and bones. If I run over my car, you're going to die. Like, we're all the fucking same. So, yeah, Malaysia, everyone was like that. And I think the worst guy I ever met was this old hippie guy. I was playing at this bar. And this guy was probably in his, like, mid-70s, and he seemed nice enough, but then all of a sudden these two Thai women come in, and, you know, they're probably 23, 24, both of them, and they start picking up all the fucking uh, equipment to, to load out, and I'm, like, thinking, oh, they're stealing their shit. No! That's my app! And I start chasing after him, he's like, no, no, it's okay, they're my girlfriends. I'm like, but, but the amp is five times bigger than them, can I help them? No, 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 they'll give them ideas. I'm like, so you have two girlfriends? And he's like, yeah, I pay them. I'm like, okay, maybe we shouldn't jam anymore. So yeah, I didn't see that old bastard again. I just, I couldn't deal with that. But yeah, then, yeah, I just decided Malaysia, you know, everyone spoke English, which was great, but also bad sometimes because everyone spoke English. So you couldn't, like, negotiate. There was no, like, there was no mysticism, you know? Like, you knew exactly what someone meant. So, yeah, someone told like you to it. fuck off you knew immediately you're like alright shit alright well. see Korea I probably got told to fuck off ten times a day and I'm like yeah I will fuck off right like I didn't know what they were fucking saying so I mean yeah so but yeah I then came back to Korea and stuff and I think the biggest thing I took from all of these experiences I mean there's a lot more experiences I cannot go into details on this podcast due mm-hmm. to the you know sensitive nature of the content but the main thing I learned was just you know, get out of your bubble, explore the world, life is too short to focus on material things, and at the end of the day, the experiences, the people you meet, and what you get out of your life is way more important. I mean, like, you could get buried with all Midas's gold, but what good is it going to do with someone? Someone's just going to tomb rob it anyways and take it all. So, at the end of the day, like, you know, do your shit. But, yeah. It's like, it's like Nike, but way less motivating. Just do it! But instead, do your Indeed. shit. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, man. That that was a that was a juicy story. Yeah, I like I like I like the word you chose. Juicy. I feel like Trump. It's like Trump saying moist. Moist. Very moist. (laughs) I love my daughter's China. (laughs) Oh God. Damn. God damn. That's uh. Yeah, we're just we're just processing all of that right now. Like holy, that's an experience. But no, it's true. Like, what what do you think helped? Or did it change something in you that from that trip? Like, I, mean, I got a bump on my head. I'm just kidding. No, um, I, mean, <laughs> I think there was there, the, the good and the bad. Like the good thing that changed about me was like I learned a whole other way of looking at the world and like mm-hmm. how to like you know respect people from all different walks of life. You know, like you you get this standard of living and this way of how things are meant to be in your head. And I think the best example I have of that was when there, I went to. A couple days with this really nice Vietnamese girl, and she invited me back to her family's house for dinner one night. And you know, she had probably you know six siblings living under one roof, uh-huh. no, not enough food, you know, like. But they shared everything with me, and it was just so generous, right? And they didn't expect anything in return. And like, I've never been treated like that before, just randomly, like out of the blue. And it kind of made me realize that, like, no matter how wealthy you are or how much you have. It really matters how you share that with people and how you feel your life. And I think that that was one thing when I came back to Korea especially I really wanted to bring with me was sort of that nuanced way of looking at things. Because, 
you know, prior to that, money was the driving decision for me in my life. You know, I took the job in Vietnam because it paid more. I took the job in Malaysia. It paid really, really well, but it paid way more. And the job I came back to in Korea, I love. I make way less than I used to, but I'm doing something I can, you know, spend my day with people I appreciate. And it's building something and helping people in a way that, you know, no one else is in Korea. So I think that it really kind of filled me out that way, which was really important. And also, you know, drinking habits wise too, I like, not, you know, that's, that was what was so important about me coming back to Calgary for the summer was, I mean, I, I had to get my work visa, obviously, and that's the most important thing Yeah, you know, when you're working overseas, it's not good to work cash jobs, but, um, <laughs> you know, we figure it out, right? But, uh, and, and, and I mean, yeah, it took way longer to get this visa than I was anticipating, but it actually ended up being a blessing in disguise because my drinking habits were terrible, you know, like in Asia, every, well, except Middle Asia, obviously, because it's a, Islamic country, everyone drinks all the time. Like business meetings, you drink soju. Uh, go climb a mountain, climb so like drink some soju. Like everything involves soju. This is why it's the most consumed alcohol on planet Earth. But like it's really bad for your body. And the first time I realized how bad it was was actually when I was in Vietnam. I had to do a medical test, and I had this little Vietnamese doctor. She was probably you know four foot nine, like teeny little lady. But she's looking up at me with her little notepad. She says, "Your body good. Your health is good. Your liver." I'm like, "What?" You'll live a lucky little heart. And, 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 you know, and, and I thought it was hilarious. And then when I went back to Korea, the drinking just compounded and got worse. And then, yeah, I came back here and I was doing the same thing. And, you know, my family was worried sick about me. So I finally I made a decision. I said, I, I don't want to be this guy. Like, you know, I'd even seen a video a friend of mine had produced, which we couldn't even release because I looked so drunk in it. And, like, that's not who I am, mm-hmm. right? And I wanted, I realized I need to rethink how I do this. I need to be healthier. You take better care of myself because, you know, you only get one of these, right? And, you know, it's fun to get, you know, a little lit every now and then and have a good time with your friends. But if you're doing it all the time, you turn into the drunk asshole in the group. And no one wants to spend time with that. Like, you know, you meet people later on in life that have done that for so long that they end up alone with no one. And that's not good for anyone, right? I mean, that's not a good time. So, yeah, 30 days cleanse. Didn't drink a drop. Lost 10 pounds. And, uh, you know, I haven't felt better in forever. And, you know, I've... It's been interesting because I've gone to a bunch of parties in the last couple of weeks and, you know, like I'll have a couple of beers and then the next night I won't. And, you know, some of my friends have been giving me a hard time about it. But I said, you know what, like if I have to drink to have a good time with you, chances are it's not worth it, right? Like if we're just drinking buddies, like that's not what I look for in a friendship. I want mm-hmm. someone that you could be active with. You know, you'd say, let's go climb a fucking mountain. Let's do it. Right? Let's like, go. Or let's go just have coffee. Let's fucking get it on. Woo! Get a latte game, right? Like it shouldn't matter what you do, but... If it's just getting drunk, like, you know, you're, you're, you're running away from something, right? I mean, alcohol is always a method of, like, it's supposed to just be something fun every now and then, right? But if you're drinking for a purpose, yeah, completely changes it, right? I mean, yeah, obviously after you get dumped by someone or you break up with someone, I mean, it's useful. It has its purposes, right? But, yeah. you know, just drinking and drinking and drinking, you know, it just, it, uh, it, it numbs your senses to the point where you can't even function properly and you're not mm. yourself and alters the chemical uh, balance in your brain and it just... It's not good. So it's not, that was a long answer to your simple question. But, but that's good. But that's why I took from Asia. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we love, man. Like, we, we like to, you know, break things down for people. An open yeah. forum. Indeed, indeed. What's, like, the weirdest thing you saw? Weirdest thing I saw? Um, I'm trying to 
think. Cause like, oh, weirdest like experience that you had. Weirdest experience. I mean, there's lots of both. I think the funniest thing that happened to me was that night with the uh, Vietnamese guys <laughs> at, that, at that bar. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, brought this, this old guy who ran the place, came up to me with this um, pipe. It was probably, you know, maybe four feet long, rolled out log. <laughs> And they just took raw tobacco and beat it into the bottom of it. And there's a little valve on the end. And you light the whole fucking thing on fire. And you have to do the entire hit of tobacco in one go. What? Yeah. Shit. I, I, got, I got apps. I was like, oh! oh. And there's all these little Vietnamese guys laughing at me. and just. But I think probably the f- weirdest thing that happened to me in Vietnam, at least, was probably when I was... I was right after the uh, Prime Minister was, well, was died. I mean, it was probably assassinated. It was pretty questionable, but um, I was on a scooter coming back from the foreign district, and all of a sudden this Vietnamese cop jumped out in front of the uh, scooter with a, a baton taser. I didn't know they made those anymore, but jumps out, starts lighting this thing up, ah! <laughs> screaming at us. So our driver veers around him, and I see him literally lance a guy off a scooter, and then like three cops just started beating the shit out of him. God damn. It was awful, yeah, and as we're sitting in line, and my driver, he says, you know, if you have uh, $10 U.S., we can, we can bypass this. <laughs> what? So I give him... My, no, no, sorry. It's $20 US. Sorry, I don't want to give you guys bad traveling tips. $20 US, <laughs> I give it to him. The Vietnamese cop comes along, and he just gives him 20 bucks, And the cop goes, thumbs up. And yeah, we left. So that was, I think, like the, the weirdest thing hmm. in Vietnam. Korea... I mean, like, I mean, honestly, when you first go to a new culture, everything's weird to you, right? Like, you're so not used to things. I mean, the eating, the eating of the live octopus, you know, it's something... That's kind of unique, and I can't do it. But uh, or the or the uh, they keep it worms. alive. Yeah, uh, well, there's different methods. There's one where they chop up the arm and they're wriggling and you eat them, and then there's another one where you literally just take a whole live octopus and shove it in your mouth. What the fuck? Yeah, I saw one jump out of a dude's mouth once and jump back into the tank. What? I was like, at that point, you got to give it to the octopus. Like octopus it, it, one, human zero. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You, know, I, like, you got to give that to them. But I think one of the um, Best, like, weirdest but coolest experiences. Um, I was climbing up a mountain one day. It was uh, Quanex Sun. It's one of the bigger ones in the middle of the source. I mean, it's a hill by our standards, but they call it a mountain. So, got to the top, and it was me, two other foreign guys, and I had one bottle of soju. And this, Korean, this old Korean guy, he looked at me like I killed his son. I was like, what happened? And he went, Hana, dual set. He counted the three of us. And he pointed at the bottle. He said, Hana? You know, one? I said, yeah, I was. We're, we're respecting the tradition. We're going to have a shot. He says, Anya, one each. And he pulls out two more balls of soju and gives us a bottle of soju. <laughs> and that was when I realized that you can't do anything without soju in Korea. And, <laughs> I, I, and it was just like the generosity was just really cool, you know. Like, I think that was one of the things I really liked about lots of the, uh, like, a lot of Koreans in general is they're really, really warm people and they're mm-hmm. really um, open to share their culture with you as long as you're open to Receiving. their way of looking at things, right? And, it's completely different, and I think that was another thing that was really uh, uh, eye-opening for me was how different the perspective is on North Korea there to what we see from here, right? Like, from mm-hmm. here, it's like, the nuclear apocalypse is tomorrow, right? Like, Western media plays this stuff up, but the reality is that uh, both sides are moving towards unification and have been for years, and no one talks about it. And mm-hmm. You know, it's in Trump's best interest to keep them separate so the military can stay in South Korea, right? I mean, that's... I mean, even that meeting he took with Kim Jong-un, it wasn't... For for both of them, none of it was about actually making change. It was just about, you know, two dudes with bad hair and small hands (laughs) shaking their tiny little hands together. Like, that was all it was. Like, they were just posturing. And, of course, Trump's always just going to say, get rid of the nukes, get rid of them now, oh, there's no deal, and I love making deals. And, of course, Kim's not going to get rid of the nukes. I mean, like, that's the one thing he has to negotiate with, right? Like, 
He's starving his people. His military's falling apart. Like, he even just sold up mountain to China. Like, mm. apparently you can do that. I, I, if, you're, if you're in the market for Try mountain real estate, <laughs> contact the North Korean embassy now for a limited time offer. <laughs> Five illegal immigrants... Per square foot, <laughs> you know, like it, it's crazy and it, it's super sad. But it's actually funny now because it was actually a holy mountain for Koreans. And now that it's in China, South Koreans can actually go around North Korea and go to the mountain. Because <laughs> it's in China, so they won't get like stuck in Korea, North Korea. Right? If the South Korean goes into North Korea, they can't come back. I mean, the North Koreans will take them, hmm. right? But uh, but yeah, honestly, it's yeah they're moving in the right direction. So it's yeah. Anyway, I, that we long just carry on, carry on. Ah, that's good. Get me on my way with soon. Trademark ending. Let's see. Let's go, with the, let's go with the time check. Time check, 20 minutes. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. What about any more questions, Nolan? Oh, sorry. Hmm. One moment, please. Your call is being processed. You are a valued Rogers client. My favorite thing still is whenever you get, like, the call from, like, a dude in India... Hello, my name is Tim, and I'm here calling for a mail about your cell phone internet service. You're like, oh, hello, Tim. Yes, hello. Is, are, are you Mr. Hubert? Yes, mm -hmm. I'm definitely a Hubert. That, that sounds like venereal disease, but okay, I'm Mr. Hubert. Um, are you calling from Calgary? Yes, I am. I'm calling from Calgary, Alberta. It's very, very hot today. <laughs> oh, is it Ro Is your name Raj? No, it is Tim. But you know, it is very hot today. Yeah, well, what's the temperature? It is 32 degrees Celsius. It's December, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, it's very hot. It's minus 30. You went the wrong direction. <laughs> now I'm positive your name is Raj and you're calling from New Delhi. Okay. <laughs> you got me. Are you interested? No. <laughs> at least look up the fucking weather like you're gonna try to scam me like look it up like well not even got a letter from Portugal yeah I, I, a guy literally had mailed me a letter from Portugal you've inherited three million dollars but share it with me and I'll help you claim it but it was like like they used Google Translate so it was like mm, very rich we will be like you know it's just terrible <laughs> Like, some guy spent, you know, $15 on fucking postage to send me this. Like, you know, next thing, I mean, I'm already Nigerian royalty, you know? Like, I got my email, and I'm still waiting on the return, but, you know, I gotta get that, gotta get that oil and blood money. <laughs> I mean, if Dick, if I hear Dick, and Dick Cheney did that, I can do it too, right? Like, that makes it okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that how it works, huh? Oh, apparently. apparently <laughs> so that's one thing as well. If you guys are ever looking for uh, jobs and stuff in Korea as a foreigner, it's really great because, like, even though the market may crash, like, when Samsung had that recall on phones, Korea freaked out. They're like, oh, shit, we're going down. 30 economy, fuck, we're doomed. Right? Because, like, they rely on Samsung so heavily. It's like, make that phone right, damn it. But uh, for us, there's never that much much flux of jobs because there's not that many foreigners. I mean, there's lots of foreigners, but there's not that many. It's a huge market, mm. right? So, like, even for me, when I go back, like, I'm going to be working full-time at my marketing communication slash YouTube job, but also I'm going to be doing voiceover work. Mm. I've got no experience doing voiceover work. <laughs> and I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I do what I can. I'm like Robin Williams if he was really untalented and never saw his potential. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam! Wait, we're in Korea. Shit, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what would happen probably, right? But um, even saying that, though, like, 
the, there's opportunities for you just because you can speak English, right? As long as you don't talk through your nose, like, well, I'm sorry to me here. Like, you like, don't do that. <laughs> there's hope, right? And as long as you can just do a couple impressions, you know, then, <laughs> <laughs> this night at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, as long as you do presidents that, that they hate, they, which is most of them, they'll love it, right? Goddamn. Like, like you already, Pretty much I love them. Right? Except, except Barack Obama. They like Barack Obama. I mean, my, my Obama's a little rough. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, let me be clear. Oh, America has to come together. Uh, it's not going too well. Uh, this impression <laughs> needs some more work. <laughs> it's not bad. Thought I was bad. Get it over to this guy. <laughs> My daddy was so proud of me. I was a man cheerleader. You guys see why I'm George W. <laughs> yeah. You guys ever see that anger translator that uh, Key and Peele did with uh, Obama? No. Oh, uh, the guy, I think it was Michael Keegan Keegan. He did this, um, he hosted this thing with uh, Obama. Like, he actually used to do it on this sit sitcom. Obama saw it in his last year off. He was like, uh, that looks pretty funny. Uh, I want to have you on. So there was this actual, like, public event that he went to, and Obama's staying there, and he says, uh, I really like the foreign correspondence dinner. Uh, it brings a lot of people together. Hold on to your lily white butts! <laughs> uh, this is uh, Luther, my anger translator. He's here to express the things I can't tell you how I feel. Uh, to the man who spent a million dollars on uh, Jeb Bush's campaign, he was just exercising his freedom of speech. Yes, the kind of speech that goes like this. You just wasted one million dollars. And, like, it was the best thing ever. And, like, that, that was kind of, like, that combined with, um, uh, Robin Williams' work is what kind of made me want to start doing voiceover. And I started doing some of that before I left. It was just so much fucking fun. You can be anyone you want. Like, I went to this, this studio. They're like, all right, uh, promote Viagra. I was like, really? I'm just going to say that. No, they, they went, <laughs> no, we went from a, some sort of betting thing. It was like for this like this uh, online betting, like Bet365 sort of thing, but it was like yeah. a Korean version, to a cartoon voice for a kid's show. Like, I, 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 and they, they, this was in, like, two seconds, so, the first one was, Welcome to Bet365, we take your money. And then there was, <laughs> Alright! Right, and it was all of a sudden, went to, like, I was like, Okay, do you guys know the, like, the tiger from that, like, Frosted Flakes commercial? <laughs> What's these Frosted Flakes? Perfect. <laughs> I'll do that one, right? Like, you just gotta reference things, I have no idea what it is, and then you're, you know, you're good to go. Not that I would ever do that to my employers listening to this podcast. Of course not. <laughs> and actually, that's the other thing. You got to teach part time on the side. You know, if you ever look to make extra money, you got to tutor. And um, I mean, all right, my students are going to listen to this, so it's fine. I, I teach this guy. I will change the name and for for the story, but uh, he had this verbal test yet. This guy's in his fifties. Like he's already. It's going to be hard for him to learn second language. Right, the older you get, the harder it is. He works hard. I'll give him that. But he's a, he's just shitty at learning. Like he doesn't listen. And he had this question on his test. He said, "You're stuck in your car." Call your friend. No one answers. Leave a voicemail. Hello. It is Choi Hoyan. How can I do? When can I do? Where can I do? I hope you can. I really do. Okay, see you. And I asked him, I said, so, Choi Hoyan, what does that mean? I do not know. I really don't. But do you? I said, no. You didn't practice at all. I practice. Did you practice? No. I could not do. I really could not do. I realized I couldn't teach him. So I still teach him because that's the kind of teacher the student you're going to have forever. <laughs> He's going to fail that fucking test for the next 10 goddamn years. The only thing that's going to change is I'm going to make him pay me more. Yeah.
Jesus. Oh yeah. <laughs> God bless. Holy. Oh, Satan bless. Satanic Washington's unite. Goddamn. AKA the Liberal Party. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, talk about in, in Korea's Canadian politics, which is great, because, like, honestly, they all fucking suck. Like, I came back and, like, I watched one of those Andrew Shear, um, like, like, attack ads. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it took me a while to find it. Like, that was the first problem. It's like, I should be able to just type this in. No, no, I had to go, like, to the third page of the YouTube search. Goddamn. And I get Andrew Shear, and, you know, He's like, um, I'm worried, you know, uh, Justin Trudeau won't let me talk to you. No! You won't let us talk to you! Who are you? No one knows who you are. You're more boring than, like, a slice of bread. And you're, like, a more smaller, boring version of Andrew Harper, as if that was possible. <laughs> they found him! They found the asshole that's not going to get elected. And then, you know, Trudeau, every single thing he does, just... I'm sorry! I didn't mean it! Mom! No! I didn't take that money! I can't definitely get involved with my wife that way! I'm definitely Pierre Trudeau's son! No, he's not. He's the son of a rocker. His hair is too good to be Pierre Trudeau's hair. We have seen that melon. It's... It's, honestly, it's like a combination of Trump and Boris Johnson <laughs> into one mutant that can call Nowhere Home. Nowhere, nowhere Home. Have you seen that, like, uh, theory that he's Fidel Castro's son? Yeah, I can see that. You know, um, they both have bloodlust and tampons for eyes, so... <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I, I don't mind Justin Trudeau that much. I just, yeah. We don't, that's a whole other podcast. It's not... It's not Delve into the, <laughs> the world of politics. Let's see, the, let's see the time check here. Time check. Time check. We... Presented by Viagra. <laughs> but smelled with a C because it's made in China. Will you get lead-based poisoning? Yes. But you get a boner. One out of 12 times you don't die. <laughs> you will die with an erection. Get it now. <laughs> What's your play last time? Anyway, so the podcast, I try to keep you like 30 minutes, you know, that way it's kind of like we give them juice as much, so. Why are you giving people your juices, King? <laughs> like, you're either like a really, really horrible hipster salesman that sells like kale smoothies to people that don't want it. They're like really warm <laughs> and just really nasty, or you're talking about sex. I'm trying to, I'm trying to spread my seed, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that. Keep that scene in those little <laughs> shorts you're wearing there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go under the wall, bro. I'm yeah, no, no. You see, let's keep your seat on that <laughs> side of the table, okay? Dude, wait, is the seat on here? Like, if I if I turn the lights off in this apartment, I put on a black light, is it gonna look like a Jackson Pollock painting? <laughs> nah, you're just like... Seated! <laughs> 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 He's like, look, don't get me started on my keyboard, dude. Every morning yeah. I come down here, it's, it's definitely, we know yeah. who's on your last. It's like a fucking frosted flake smash. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, guys, it's been fun having Joey and Nolan in the show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And, you know, I'm going to write down Joey's, um, you know, Instagram page, YouTube, everything in the description below. And obviously, I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening. See you. And remember, ah, subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>